punters to another edition of Two Blokes and a Punt with myself, Lockie McDonald, and he's back, the big dildo, Dylan Hall. How are you, mate? Oh, I am doing quite well. I'm still a little bit tired, recovering from um, what was an absolutely crazy, crazy 30 June for me. So um, still also trying to recover from the 30 June party. A week later. Christmas so. in July came early. Oh, did it ever. Yeah, it was uh it was a big one. It was a very big one. Uh, I did it right, that's the main thing. That's good, that's good, except for those bloody weirs that you were drinking. Hey, did you know I had a weir? You fucking told me, you idiot. Gee. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was early in the yeah. day too. <laughs> There you go. We had, yeah. we, had a, we had a very big discussion about that. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, because I thought you took people out to see the Hume weird. That's right. Oh, I remember now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then yeah. I told you you were disgusting for putting red wine in beer. Oh, I think it's quite lovely. And I think there's a few boys around that, uh, that agree with me. I'd rather have... One of either of them at separate times. No, oh, just speeds things up. They're going to get mixed in your belly anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm still not going to do it. <laughs> oh, no, nah, don't knock you, it till you try it. Uh, yeah, they say that about a lot of things and <laughs> I haven't tried a lot of things and I've knocked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair enough. <laughs> but uh, look, you had last week off, I tried to... Uh, Hold the ship nice and steady while you're away. Uh, look, don't think it went that great, but look, you're back. So let's kick things off with uh, choice of two, with two blokes. I'm ready. And because you were away, I'm going to let you ask first. Oh, perfect. This is not done enough talking. So I'm going to start off with a pretty big one. Um, and it, well, a lot of my questions are very basketball orientated this week, but it's a two-pronger, so it's two questions in one. Yeah. Will Durant get traded? And if so, will it be a double trade with Kyrie? Yes and no. So, yes, he'll get traded, and no, it won't be with Kyrie. Oh, are you sure? There are... Are you talking like packaging both of them? Yeah, together. Yeah, oh, no. I, I, don't, I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll get both go together. But oh, I don't know about Durant getting traded. Yeah, I mean, I'll have um, a theory on this. Okay, we we can discuss this later. Yes, yes. I made a big call a couple of weeks ago, and it's getting stronger by the day. Uh, the next one is. Sorry, I've just lost where I was up to. Will the OK, will OKC, after the showing of Chet Holmgren and uh, Josh Giddy in the last two days, will the OKC make the playoffs slash play in next season? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, yes. I'm so glad you said that. So glad you said that. But not on 
Chet Holmgren and Josh Giddy. On Chet Holmgren, on. Josh Giddy, SGA, it'll, and Lou yes. Dort. Yes, I think it'll be more SGA, Lou Dort, and uh, Josh Giddy. And Jalen Williams's. Yeah, Williams's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Chet will have a pretty good year, uh, but I think he might get injured. Oh, I tend to agree. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I've just realised that actually I'm not that basketball heavy. I'm <laughs> 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 about four. <laughs> That's uh, will Rudy and the cat work? Very, very interesting, this one. Um, I hope so. Um, I think Cat has the shooting ability and just the general ability to play power forward. Um, he played a lot of power forward very early on as well, uh, easing him into that centre role. Um, they've sort of gone against the league here in having two absolute seven-footers um, and they're two players earning over $200 million each. So, like, they're going to be playing. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how that works out. Um, look, for, like, you know, a lot of our listeners know that I am a fan of Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I'm just a little bit worried about what it's going to do to Anthony Edwards. I... I... Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like it was a bit of an unnecessary move. Yeah, I think they were taking steps in the right direction. Um, but, you know, they've got a new a new front office, so they probably wanted to put their stamp on the team, um, change it around a little bit. But they were definitely moving upwards. Um, and I think moving Jared Vanderbilt uh, was... A mistake. Um, he's becoming a really good defender and a really good rebounder. Obviously, you get probably one of the best defenders and rebounders in the league, but you know you're not paying Jared Vanderbilt two hundred million dollars and putting him up there with another seven footer. So no, definitely not. Definitely not. Alrighty. Um... Will the Jazz now go full rebuild? I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, the fact that they're very keen on holding on to Donovan Mitchell um, sort of tells me that they're going to make a couple of moves or we're trying to make a couple of moves in order to build around him for next season. But nothing's really come to fruition. So it's going to be an in, uh, intriguing area with the Jazz in terms of do they move Donovan on and just go, okay, yep, hit the reset button, or do they become really aggressive in looking at trades to partner Donovan Mitchell? And if so, a target because we know... A pick and roll guy who rolls to the rim is not what he wants. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting space because you think 
they also got rid of Royce O'Neill. Yeah. Uh, for nothing. Um, <clears throat> so if you think about it, they've essentially got rid of two of their starting five. Um, yeah, they moved were, Joe what, Ingles. Like they let Joe Ingles go last yeah. year. Um, you know, but that wasn't too bad because Joe Joe was fighting uh, Bogdanovich. Yeah, yeah. For some minutes, so oh, look, I understand that one, but yeah, I feel like they have let go a lot and not really received a lot in return. Yeah, I, players. Yeah. So yeah, be interesting one to watch there. Uh, now onto a very controversial uh, figure at the moment. Will Nick Kyrgios make the Wimbledon final? Yes. Yes. Is that because Rafa Nadal will drop out injured? There's a high chance of it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Rafa played a very gruelling match um, last night. And he was defying orders from his players' box to retire. Uh, definitely leaves the window open for Nick Kyrgios to make a Wimbledon final. And um, look, I don't like the I don't like the bloke in Novak Djokovic. Not a massive Nick Kyrgios fan. Love his game of tennis. Like if he's on, he can bloody play. Um, but if Nick Kyrgios had to beat Novak Djokovic to win Wimbledon, oh, I'm all for that. <laughs> yep. I am all for that, and I hope he puts on a show. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm slowly warming to Nick. I don't. I, I used to hate him, but I'm starting to slowly warm to him. There's obviously a few things that you can probably do without, but yeah, uh, it's slowly warming for me. Um, moving into the rugby ball, and this bloke had a fairly decent. Origin debut the other week in Matt Burton. Yep. Will he ever win a Daily M? Not as a center. As a what's he playing at the Bulldogs? Halfback? Five eight? Five eight? Or is he in the centers? I believe he's in the centers. Okay. Uh, I think like even if he moves into five eight, I still think he's. I don't think he'll win a Daily M. There, um, he'll be Daily M center of the year, then yes, yeah, the, there's a very high chance he can win that. Yes, yep. Yep. um, sticking with the rugby ball, and uh, this bloke I hate, so that's why I've thrown it in there. Should the Maroons drop Daily Cherry, Cherry Evans? No, okay, okay. Yeah. I just hate him. I'll, so. <laughs> I'll giraffe next skinny head. I think he needs to be in there and he's their captain. True. I keep forgetting he's their captain. Yeah. Um, in the last two questions, I'm not going to say too much about this one because I'm going to talk about it a bit later on. But is David Noble gone?
Uh, I think he might be, but I, I think uh, it would be unwarranted. Okay. Uh, now, on to your mob. Uh, should GWS hire Alistair Clarkson? Uh, I was just reading an article on this uh, earlier today. So they're sort of leaving the decision up to Alistair Clarkson whether or not he wants to sign. They've approached him. Yes. Um, and if he does not sign, then they'll sign Mark McVeigh, who is interim coach at the moment. Uh, yes. I have no issue with that. I think uh, Mark McVeigh's got the Giants playing some really nice footy. Granted, like we're still well out of finals contention, um, but it's a lot better than what we're playing under Leon Cameron at the start of the year. So I have no issue if Mark McVeigh uh, stays on as coach. Right, yeah. Well, that is me done. Was that a satisfactory answer? Did I pull out enough names? Uh, I don't agree with it, but yeah, it was a good, it was a good answer. I was a bit surprised you knew who Mark McVeigh was. I wasn't yeah. sure if you were going to know who he was or not. So, the original question was: Should GWS hire Mark McVeigh over Clarkson? Uh, well, sorry, should back Mark McVeigh, but I was like, I don't know if he knows who Mark McVeigh essentially is. So. <laughs> I know he knows he's up. the interim head coach, but that's about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Are you ready? I'm always ready. All right. The order that I've written them down. Okay. Should the NRL adopt a promotion and relegation? The competition side of me says yes because I love, like, I love it over in in the EPL and everything where they've got the, you know, you can move up and down. The sort of, I sit there and I go, I don't think it would work though. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. I don't think it would work. Will the Atlanta Hawks move John Collins after the Dejounte Murray deal? I I think that they should be shopping him. Um, I don't think he's the right fit at Atlanta. I don't. I I think he wants to be the star of the team, and he's definitely not the star of the team. And no, at the he's moment, just falling he, further down. Yeah. So I think that they should be actively shopping him. Yeah. Um, I'll throw, sorry, we'll get sidetracked a little bit here, but a quick trade thing. What about uh, Collins for Aiton? Obviously, there will be a few other bits and pieces involved. but Yeah, I've spoken to a few people about this sort of trade. Um, Atlanta's still high on Capella. They really like him in the pick and roll with Trey. Oh, I always forget about Capella. Yeah, um, they really like him. Yeah, they really like him in the pick and roll. Uh, he's a bit more physical than what Aiden is. Um, and he can still be on the floor and allow them to play small as well, where Aiden would not be able to. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah, I don't I I don't like the cons for Aiden trade yeah. at all. Yeah, to be honest, I forgot I forgot that I forgot all about Clint, Clint Capella. Yeah, okay. A lot of people uh, do. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, next one. Should should the AFL introduce a send off or sin bin rule? I thought about this one a lot because obviously there was a lot that has been said about the Tom Stewart down pressure um, incident. Yeah, I had this one for you before the before you pulled the pin last week. Yeah. No, I don't think that they should. I understand that it is, it is like like it's not fair. Like in in this case, it, the reason why I think the big thing is is that Dion Prescia is arguably the most important player at the Tigers, and in the first what was it ten minutes, he's gone from the game. Um, now I think if it was a blatant targeting going right, we're gonna we're blatantly going out of our way to knock this bloke out and knock him out of the game. Yeah, okay, do it, but not in that circumstance. Um, yes, it was a bad, bad hit, but um, no, I just it's too hard. Um, and then and then what? Like does Geelong then play one man down? Or do they get to activate their their medi sub? For for him, do they get one of the emergencies? No, I, I think it's too hard. Um, and the other the other part of it is is that uh, you got brought up. I can't remember who said it, but it was like, well, if you send him off, then the umpire has to make that split decision. Um, then yeah. and there, um, it's not like really like soccer where you can kind of get away at times of playing one man down. Um, you know, all of a sudden, like if you move a player out, you fall. Like it just, it just, yeah, no. Yeah. Well, I'll throw a scenario. What about when was it? Andrew Gaff absolutely laced that young kid. Was it Brayshaw? Brayshaw. Angus Brayshaw. Yep. Oh, Andrew. Andrew Brayshaw. Okay. You're doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, it'll be Andrew because Angus plays for the D's. Where's the headgear? I always get them mixed up. Yeah, um, you know, in a situation like that. Um, once again, it wasn't like no, I don't think so. Like I know it was a punch to the jaw, and he completely destroyed him. But it was one of those reactive sort of thing. You watch the footage and sort of um, Andrew sort of you know pulling his shirt, doing all this type of stuff. They're in a bit of a tussle, and then he just swings around, and goes whack. Um, I think maybe for more of a Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think it, I don't know. I don't think there should be a send off. Um, okay. Yeah. As I said, it's too hard to play one man down. You know, AFL. Yep. Right, Who is better as a reporter? Adrian Wojnarowski or Sham Sharania? Uh, Shams is having a, he's having a good off season, isn't he? And, he is that. Taking it up to Wash. Yeah. So I don't know if it's Wash because he, he's sitting there, he got a bit complacent or, you know, what he's doing. But um, I think this off season it would have to be Shams. Um, overall, I think it's, it's I think it's Wash. But, yeah, I think this off season it's, it's Shams. I do like a, a Wash bomb. I do like a Wash bomb too. What, what Shams got? You know, come, up, come back to me when you got your own little thing for a dropping shan- something. Sham Shabam. What's a Shabam? I don't know. I just made it up. (laughs) 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 
Okay. Uh, this was brought up a lot uh, last week in the NRL in terms of eligibility. So if a player plays state of origin, should they only be eligible to play for Australia? No. Uh, two two reasonings, that, well, one reasoning there is because uh, you can have, like, you can have dual citizenship. Uh, like, you think about the cricket, Kevin Pearson, South African, that played for England. Um, Pretty know, much anyone that's ever played for England, South African. Exactly. <laughs> that's the other point. But, but, so, I think it's more of a, you know, if, 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 if you, yeah, like, if it's one of those ones where, it's it's hard to justify no. Like I mean, if 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 you've got an Australian passport, you should be allowed to do it. If if you if you're eligible to play for the Australian national team, then you should be eligible to play for um, state of origin. Um, okay. But in saying that, like you know, if if you've if you're a New Zealander and you've been in New Zealand all your life, and then in the last two years you get your Australian citizenship, no. <laughs> that in that sort of case, no. Like it's sort of okay. got to be one of those ones. You've got to be, yeah, yep, yeah. A little bit of soccer for you. Um, I love it. Heard a conversation about this. Thought it was quite interesting. Should the winner of the FA Cup get an automatic Champions League place instead of the team that finished fourth? So currently, if so, you win the FA Cup, you go into Europa. Yes, and if you finish as top four, that goes to champions. Yeah, top four goes to champions. Fifth and the winner of the FA Cup go to Europa. That's a very interesting thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah. Um. Because it, it, it then also makes people like teams try a bit harder in the FA Cup. Um, because yeah, I could, pretty pretty historical trophy, like a lot of teams oh, I know try. it's a historical trophy, but you know, like teams tend to put it on the back burner if they've got something more important. So you know, yeah. where if you're sitting maybe fifth, or like maybe sixth, fifth, or fourth, you might go right. Oh well, let's invest ourselves in FA Cup. Um. Because there's more on the line. Yeah. Yep, that's fair. Um, a man you're becoming a fan of after a little while, uh, Nick Kyrgios. Yes. Should he be allowed to continue playing at Wimbledon with his impending domestic violence charge? Yes. If it was, If it was at the start of the tournament, um, no, because I, I would I would hope that he would be back home trying to fight it. Um, but the fact that it's what you, you two games out, um, and he's obviously been through a lot. Um, it's yeah, I like I don't like I obviously not for domestic violence, but at the same time, I think. Um, there's a, like a lot of other places sort of allow their players to do things 
Now, if yep. if it was overwhelmingly obvious that he was, um, you know, like this ex-girlfriend has brought out, you know, released photos of or video footage of him beating her, then yes, I think he should go. But if it's, you know, there's a lot of times where um, I'm not taking anything away from domestic violence, um, but there's a lot of times where people will make up claims just to get some either A, fame or money, um, which aren't necessarily true. Um, And if that means that he misses out on a Wimbledon final because of a claim that's untrue, then, you know, it's not even like he can then go on and sue her for damage, like missed, like missed out income types, damages types or situation because more than likely, what, I don't know what you get for Wimbledon, but what, it's like a couple of million bucks? I think it's about a million pounds, yeah. Maybe yeah, so yeah. what's she going to have a couple of million bucks? <laughs> so, so Look no, at Amber Heard. Well, that's, she's about to go broke just to pay Johnny Depp. So, yeah, um, she shouldn't have shit on his bed. Uh, there's a lot of things that she shouldn't have done, a lot of things that Johnny shouldn't have done either, but there's a lot of shit that shouldn't have even come out in that uh, that whole scenario. But, yeah, no. Yeah. As I said, I understand if it was like, you know, a month out from Wimbledon, yeah, yeah and, you know, it was sort of court case was around the same time. Yeah, I understand. The fact that the court case is after Wimbledon and he we're two games away from what's the name, then yeah, no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, an AFL player that's getting a lot of media attention as he always does, Dustin Martin. Mm-hmm. Is he going to Sydney or should he just retire? Uh, he will move to Sydney in terms of which club in Sydney, no idea which one he's going to. Yep. I'd like to think that he would go to GWS um, because they probably have a more attractive offer they can give to Richmond. Um, but in terms of, um, yeah, no, he's gone. He's gone. There's gone. there's a lot of there's a lot of rumours that have been brought up about this, and oh, I've been waiting a long time for them to come out, and they haven't come out just yet. But yeah, no, he's gone. Are you going to break any of them on the podcast or what? No, because I've been let down by my source. Uh, he mm. told me it, there was one that was definitely going to come out in a week or two, and that was two months ago. Ah, someone got paid off. <laughs> so, and, um, yeah, no, but he's definitely gone. Okay. Uh, Paddy Dangerfield. Wanker. That's has come out and said Geelong have never been better and feels that they are flawless. Can they win the flag? No. No. Okay. Easy done. Last one for you. Are you surprised at all that Josh Giddy is playing Summer League? No, I think I like it a lot. I think uh, if you're in your... In you, you're a rookie or a sophomore, you play. Unless, um, you know, you're injured or something. Um, I think it's a perfect time for you to gel with you, especially when you've got a young core like OKC. Um, I would, yeah, I, I like it a lot. I like it yeah. a lot. 
Uh, I think it was, I, I didn't read the full article, but there was one today about um, Max Struess yeah. um, of the Heat, and he came out and said that uh, his improvement happened at Summer League. Yep. 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 No, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Um, speaking of like rookies and sophomores and uh, playing below the competition standard, North Melbourne. Talk to me. This is an absolute saga. Uh, there is one person I want to talk about off the cab, and, it ha- and this person has nothing to do with North Melbourne at the moment, uh, but that is Caroline Wilson. And oh, the TV, Sheila. Oh, I hate her, and I wish she would retire and just leave our TV screens forever. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that she reports at the time is just, well, she might have some fact in there, but she goes over the top, which sometimes causes drama within a club or something. Uh, yep. A prime example is that, you know, she reported that Sam Mitchell and Alex Clarkson were having a feud um, and that Sam wanted Alex Clarkson gone. They came out and said that, no, that's not the case. We're happy to keep working together and the way it's all going. Um, but obviously, when you come out and say something it's high profile like that, um, both parties start to sort of second guess the other party and then that's when things turn sour. Um, so I think she has... Um, I think she sometimes makes things happen by some of the calls she makes. And yeah. I, There's a recent saying going around, and it's called death by media, and they're yeah. just hanging everyone out to dry. Like, yep. it's bullshit. Yep, I 100%. I think, and then that's what I mean, uh, Caroline Wilson, I do not like her at all. She's, um, she, she goes out and says all these bad stuff about other clubs and everything, but the other side of it is, then as soon as someone says something bad about Richmond, um, she attacks that person. Um, yeah. It's And she quite often, especially when she's doing that on footy class, classified, um, I've noticed at times she will ask a question, especially oh, the ones I have seen is of, of Eddie, uh, will ask a question to Eddie. And rather than as it there, he's halfway through his answer, she's talking over him. Um, rather than letting him finish. So I don't yeah. like her at all, and I think she, she needs to go. Uh, but on to the topic of hand of North Melbourne. Now, I think I understand why they're doing a bit of a review. Um, all these reports and everything to saying, and this is once again driven by, a little bit driven by um, Caroline Wilson, is that David Noble is gone. Uh, yep. He is pretty much just on borrowed time at the moment, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Um, this bloke was bought in, oh, I want to say, 18 months ago, maybe. Um, I saw a graphic where it showed all of, like, sort of your head, um, sort of like the head people at North Melbourne, how long they'd been around. Um, so, and, and, and I think the longest had been there for maybe two, two, two and a half years. So, yeah. um, 
I'm just looking here. Yeah, he's been a senior coach at North Melbourne since 2021. So it's two seasons or season and a half at the moment. Um, yes, he doesn't have a good win-loss record. It's 5-28, uh, five wins, 28 losses and one draw. Um, but I do feel sorry for him because he inherited an awful list. Um, and there's not much you can really do in two seasons. Um, yeah. In terms of making changes and making them, he was, if I remember correctly, he was even appointed um, in November 2000, um, which I'm just looking, taking over. Yeah, so like, I don't even think he even got a proper, um, like, to sort of sink his teeth into the, into the, um, list that off season. Um, so I find it really hard to say that he's not doing a good job and everything. And there's been a heap of rumors and reports about him losing the playing group. Um, I have a lot of thoughts about the playing group where I think there are a lot of good plays or not a lot of good plays, but there are some good players in North Melbourne, but they're, um, what's the word? They've become accustomed to losing, and so they don't necessarily try their hardest. Um, one of them is, I think, Jack Zebel. I, I don't think he should be getting a game, but unfortunately, he's their captain, so he gets a game. Um, and and that's it. Like I sit there and I feel sorry for him. He should not be on the chopping block. Um, I think I would, we pull I'd, the trigger. I agree to, with you there. Yeah, I think and we pull the trigger think, too early on coaches. Yeah. Yeah, well, just like I reference Stuart Dew from the Gold Coast Suns. He had similar reports come out, you know, that he was done and that, you know, he was on borrowed time and everything. And then you look at what he's doing now and he's just signed a big extension. The Suns are playing some good footy. Um, they're thereabouts, um, you know, like if you have time and let people buy into what you're doing, like change of code here, but um, for the Cowboys and the Broncos in the NRL, like Todd Payton from the Cowboys, we finished 15th last year. Um, Kevin Walters from the Broncos, they finished 14th last year. They stuck with gave them time and the Cowboys are sitting third and the Broncos are sitting fifth, I think. Like, you just got to get your players to buy in um, and have the right players there to buy in. So, I don't know. Like, we are very quick to move on from a coach because we're not winning games. Yeah, and I think, and, and that's what I mean is that, you know, reports were that he sprayed, uh, sprayed the playing group for a pretty awful um, performance, and some of the players got upset about that. Um, Soft there were reports that it was true. There was reports that it wasn't. Then there was reports that David Noble actually apologised. And I sit there and I go, if you're getting sprayed by your coach and you're getting upset about being sprayed, then 
that says more about the playing group than the coach. I yeah. think it shows that the coach is caring and wants better out of them. Um, and yeah, so I I don't like this stuff that's coming out of North Melbourne. And once again, um, it's a lot of media driven stuff. So, um, you know, it's, I feel for David Noble a lot. I don't think, you know, I don't think a new coach is going to help them. Um, you know, yes, his game plan might be a little confusing for the players and everything. And yes, he might need to dumb it down or not dumb it down, but make it a bit simpler. Um, that comes with time as I, well. That's it. Like, I mean, he's, yeah, it's, it's hard to do that. Not only that, you think about, you know, they have been hit by injuries a lot. Um, you know, their best player, Ben Cunnington, hasn't played all year. Uh, missed yeah. most of last year. Um, you know. Ben went down. Well, that's what I mean. Like, like I sit there and I go, does Ben Cunnington, you know, make them better? Yeah. Does he win them games? Probably not. But instead of losing by 40, 50 points, you might lose by 20. Um, yeah. And he provides that leadership in the midfield that they don't have. Um, you know, they've got a, they've got some really good young players coming through. Like you've got your Taron Thomas, who's having a bit of an off year. Um, you've got LDU, who's coming through, uh, having a brilliant year. Jai Simpkin is a bit down. Um, but then you got Nick Larky, who's having a, probably a bit of an off year. Jason Horn Francis, he's going to be a jet, um, providing the media don't ruin him and do yeah. a Jack Watts to him. Um, so yeah, I I feel for North Melbourne a lot. Um, you know, unfortunately, people like yes, they have been bad for a while, but people expect it to be changed straight away. They expect a new coach to come in and the next week they're winning the week after that yeah. and, and sort of thing. It's not going to happen. Uh, you bring in, an, I think if they bring in a new coach, they're set back another two years. Yes, I agree. Um, so I think... Commit to the rebuild. Yeah, and it's interesting too because they're recruiting. I can't remember what he was. I think he wasn't recruiting boss, but he was some recruiting. He was part. There was two blokes that left the recruiting team, um, and they were both not. They were both science recu- like science recruited type people. You know, they very they, analytical. Yeah, rather than looking at sort of a fit, which I think I think this is where they've got it wrong is that they went that way rather than you know, looking how players are going to fit. Um, yeah. It's, um, so I think now that they're gone, not saying that they're the issue, but now that they're gone, they might be able to bring in some proper, uh, uh, not a proper, I shouldn't say proper, but they might be able to bring in a better mix of recruiting. So um, it's interesting times ahead at, at North Melbourne. There's a lot that, that you know, that's going to go on. Unfortunately, I think David Noble is going to get the chop. I think um, his name is Ben uh, Mafio or whatever his name is. I can't remember what. I think he's the president, CEO or something, but he'll probably get the chop. Um, but, yeah, I think I think we're just not patient with North Melbourne. 
I think we're just not patient in general. Like it happens everywhere. You know, you lose yep. four games in, in a row. Okay, we're going to sack the coach, sack the coach. You know, that's what we want. Calm down. Like you lost four in a row. Like let's, you know, figure out why we're losing these couple and everything will turn around. Um, yep. Oh, it's, a, it's the exact same that's happened in Port Adelaide. We lost the first five in a row and everyone was calling for Ken Hinkley's head. Uh, they're still calling for Ken Hinkley's head. Um, but we they didn't look at what was going on at Port Adelaide. Um, it happened a couple of years ago at Sydney. The John Longmire was, you know, there was almost calls to have him sacked um, when Sydney finished. Well, I think they finished like 14th or something. And, but no one looked at it where that, that season, like Josh Kennedy barely, barely played. I think Luke Parker had a very average season. Isaac Heaney was injured a bit. Like Buddy wasn't playing. Yeah. Like there was a number of key injuries to key people. And rather than acknowledge that, they were calling for the coach's head. And then what happened next year when they were all back, they made finals. And I think they finished sixth last year. You know, they're in finals contention again this year. And so I think I think it's a similar place at West Coast at the yeah, moment. they've had a lot of key injuries. I think, In saying that, though, I think it's a little bit different in terms of I think they've kept the wrong players and they probably need to get rid of a few players. Um, but yeah, in saying that, you know, Austin Graham. Was it Josh Kennedy saying that, you know, this might be his last go around? Uh, it should have been his last go around last year. Um, yeah. So, but that's what I mean is that it's yeah. You've got. I think you've got to look at the look at it as a whole, not just a win loss record at times. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So and yeah, and that's what I mean. I think yeah. I think it would be silly of North Melbourne to get rid of um, David Noble. Um, he was a big man that got. Brisbane back up and running. So I sit there and I go, if he can get Brisbane up and running, he should he give him a bit of time to get um, North Melbourne going. Yep. Yep. I'm with you there. But let, let's uh, let's go from one shit show to another shit show. And I mean, the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I didn't want to say too much before about this with the Kevin Durant trade, but um, I do have a theory um, actually, well, I'm going to go into, there's two series. One of my theory is my theory. Another one is, um, the big Percocet, Kendrick Perkins. Oh my uh, God. His theory, which actually lent, I like guess sort of made a little bit of sense as well, which I was a little bit surprised at. Um, his theory was that, um, Kevin Durant is doing this to help Kyrie get a bit of leverage to orchestrate a bit of a better deal um but i look at it and go i actually like i know that they're friends and everything but i'm wondering whether or not kevin durant is sick of Kyrie's shit and wants out absolutely <laughs> and like apparently they're best of friends and and they even tossed up to the brooklyn nets so they'll get traded together but i sort of sit there and i go is he just, is, you know, it was what the day after Kyrie opted in, Kevin Durant's like, I want out. Um, yeah. I'm sitting there going, is he going, yeah, you're my, you're one of my best mates, but basketball wise, you're not going to help me. I want, I want to go. 
yeah. um, I, I would 100% agree with that theory. Yeah, it's... Um, I can go as far to say I don't think it's a theory. Well, that's it. I sit there and I go, oh, and, and I don't blame him. Now, I don't know... I don't know how much of a say... Like, he, I know he had a fair bit of say in bringing Harden and Kyrie to, um, to Brooklyn. And obviously, the like Harden got sick of Kyrie shit too and left. Uh, I don't know how much Kevin Durant had to had him say to bring um, Ben Simmons to Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. But Where's I he, just sit there. What, what's buddy Ben Simmons going to do now? I don't know. But I sit there and I go, um, you know, has Ben Simmons looked at, uh, not Ben Simmons, has Kevin Durant looked at what's going on and gone? I don't want to be here. I don't want to have to deal with two princesses. Um, or I shouldn't say princesses, two sooks um, of the league. You know, like Kevin Durant balled his butt out last year when he played, uh, when he wasn't injured. Um, and he admittedly probably carried that Nets team a lot. Um, and well, then to have, have to. Who else were they going to yeah, rely that, on? That's, that's what I mean. And I sit there and I go, and then I think they made a good move in getting Royce O'Neal. Um, but then, yeah, like Bruce Brown, like just up and left. Uh, and there was no fight for him. Um, so I just sort of sit there and I go, I just, I, I have a feeling that potentially Kevin Durant just went, oh, I'm sick of this shit. Let me out. I want to win another championship. Um, well, I'm not going to do that here. I said this two weeks ago. He's going to do it in Toronto. Well, it's interesting. I was it, actually going to bring. Said, I said I was, keep an eye on Toronto, and everyone just yeah. went, oh, "Get your hand off it, mate!" I was like, honestly, we've got a lot to package there. We have a lot of oh. options for that. I want to know how you feel because reportedly the package that was offered included Scotty Barnes. It did not. Um, Brooklyn came sure? back and yeah, Brooklyn came back and said that we want Scotty Barnes in the deal, and we just went no deal. It's um, oh. Scotty would have to nearly be untouchable after his rookie year. I'm just saying it was an article I read. It was Scotty Barnes was floated. Now I'm wondering whether or not it was like a Scotty Barnes and and a pick type sort of situation. <laughs> like you get Scotty Barnes, but you get no one else. Um, yeah, but, even yeah. then, I'm, oh, I'm a big Scotty fan. Uh, I'm a bigger Scotty Barnes fan than I am Kevin Durant. Yeah, so I, yeah, it's interesting. I um. I have a feeling that nothing is going to happen. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, did you see what they were bloody, what they come up with for the war? Uh, it was something like, it was some, yeah, it was something like Wiseman, Wiseman Poole, Kaminga, Wig- and Wiggins. Yeah. 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 No. No, I, I think the fact that Golden State are even looking at it is uh, ridiculous. Like, if you could give up, like, a, maybe a, a, a Kaminga and I don't a know. Wiseman who didn't play at all this year. Well, I I'd, I would like them to keep Wiseman because I think he's going to be. Expensive four for 
yeah. But you know, if you can give up, like, I was going to say uh, Gary Payne Jr. before he signed elsewhere, but yeah, you know, um, but yeah, I think um, I think it's just silly from them. Like obviously, if Kevin Durant goes, if 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 they took that deal, then obviously, yes, I think the Golden State once again, you know, they're still going to be champ- like running in running for championship, but. What happens in five years' time when they're all gone? Yeah, that's right. That's right. You've all you know, of a sudden traded. Yeah. Well, you've got banners hanging up, so everyone would probably accept the rebuild. But yeah, unfortunately, but... you've given away picks and young talent, and your rebuild starts to look a little bit like Sacramento. <laughs> yep, and that's why that's why I sit there and I go, it's the same thing that's happened with the Jazz near. Um, you know, all of a sudden you you make a big play to win championships that you maybe not necessarily need to, um, yeah. and you trade it or away. Ready to win, like you might be thereabouts, yeah. but it's sort of like Atlanta. I think you know they they had a a very good run into the conference finals two years ago, and then they were like, "All right, this is it, this is it," and then they just went down the shitter. Yep. Um, you know, whether or not they can bounce back, but, you know, they gave up a fair bit to get DeJounte Murray and is he going to win them a championship? No, I don't think so. Does he make the team better? Yes. Are they going to win a championship with DeJounte Murray like this year? No, I don't think so. No, not this year. Um, But, yeah, so... What worries me about Grant is he's only got one year left on his deal. And okay, do, I see, Toronto, do I want do I want uh, another Kawhi Leonard uh, little renter renter player for a year to win a championship? Mm. Yeah, don't know, don't know about yeah. that. Yeah, and that, and that's where I sort of sit there, and once again, it poses the fact of. You're gonna to have to give up a lot to get him, um, which yeah. is why I sit there and I go. Um, and Brooklyn have come out and said it that they they will want an All Star Hall, and unfortunately, based on what uh, Utah got for Rudy Gobert, in terms of what was it, it was four first rounders and, um, you know, it was five players or something. Yeah, Jared Vanderbilt, Joshua Koji. Um, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. but but that's what I mean. Like, like yeah. the play, the you weren't really getting a star player in return, and you thought you got. And Minnesota have now just given up four picks for the next four years. It's the same thing as what happened with is happening with LA, in terms of they've now traded away yeah. all of their picks except for next year's pick. I think it is. Or something yeah. like, oh, it oh, might be in mid 2020. I can't remember, but they've traded a lot yeah. away. Um, and now they're having trouble finding things. So, it, yeah, um, but they're gonna trade, they're gonna trade, um, Westbrook for Kyrie. Yeah, but even that's, I think, cooled a lot as well. Um, <sighs> and it would, it would be, it would be interesting to see though if, like, if Durant would be okay. With Westbrook, oh, I don't know about that. 
but that's what I mean is that Westbrook obviously had some really um what's the word? Uh harsh things to say about Kevin Durant when he left, aka yeah. cupcake. Um but um I think that they could work. Like again, they worked in OKC. I think I think Brooklyn's big thing is that they need to get rid of Ben Simmons, but that's a whole nother story. Um, mm. um, I don't see Brooklyn winning a championship with Kevin Durant, Westbrook, and Ben Simmons. Um, yeah, pretty much. But a yeah, same player. Yeah, one just defends a little bit better, and like they're not going to shoot the lights out for you. They know that you know yeah. Simmons and Westbrook open on the. On the arc and just double team the shit out of KD. That makes for a tough year for him. Yeah, I yeah, I I like to think that I'm probably one of the only people in the world that think this. Uh, but I think you'll see Russell Westbrook get back to Russell Westbrook best um, once he leaves LA. Um, I think his shooting was off in LA because. It was probably yeah a bit hesitant and all these other things and um, okay so what about I'll, when what about when AD and LeBron were out and it was Russell Westbrook's team and he was you know nine yeah, points fifteen but, rebounds twelve or six but, but that's the thing though is that I think it's still like yes they are out but like I, I still like he's already in that like mindset. Um, you know, you, you look at what he did, you have a look at what he did uh, like last, or not last year, the year before in Washington with Bradley Beal. Yeah. The first little bit, he sputtered it up, worked out what was happening. Bradley Beal worked with Russell Westbrook. And the, like, I was actually very surprised that they traded him because um, I thought they were starting to work in gel really well. Um, but yeah, you know, like, I, I, I understand Russell Westbrook, it's hard. Because all of a sudden, you know, it's not you're not the star. You're struggling to fit in, and then all of a sudden you become the star of the team because you've got, you know, you have to. But you're already down on confidence. You're having issues, like you know, you're having a bit of issues with stuff. Um, I and the media are all killing you. Um, I think it, and and. I know players say that, oh, yeah, we block it all out and everything, but fuck, it would be hard to hear every day, oh, the, the Lakers' problems are all your fault. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, um, that's, that's the Lakers, though. Like, they're always trying to find something. But oh, I'm sorry, if, you'll get, if you're one of the top five play, paid players in the NBA, you perform. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. Completely understand that. But it, um, as I said, I I think when your confidence is down and gone, it's very hard to um you know to bounce back from that. So I feel for Russell. I as I said, I think once he leaves leaves um the lake is you will start to see Russell improve. I think it might take a few months. No, obviously yep. it takes a few months anyway just to work out a new team. But yeah, I think I think we still almost see the Russell Westbrook of old come back, and I can't wait because I love him. Okay, 
No, I, I disagree with you there, but look, I, I do hope that we do see him back to something entertaining when he's on. Um, oh, I'll give I'll give the Lakers two first round draft picks for him and take him back at OKC. Any day of the week. It probably yeah. it probably wouldn't work, but I would take him back. Okay, so you're playing him as your sixth you man, don't... SGA, Josh G. <laughs> no, I'd have all three. All right, who's playing your small forward? Uh, Giddy. You've shipped that. <laughs> no, don't we talk about mate small ball lineup? I'm all for it. Who needs big men? The Timberwolves. <laughs> Every team needs a good big man. I'm, I'm all about the big men. Yeah, and Timberwolves. Oh, what we're talking about? We've, we've, we've got, we've, we've got two big men. Oh my god! No, you don't. <laughs> You've got two tall men. <laughs> I reckon I probably weigh both, more than both of them combined. <laughs> Fucking Chet Holmgren, 180 pounds. No, no, even know what that is. So that's a wet towel. Not much. <laughs> Not bloody much. So. I see he was up against a center today uh, from Memphis, who's six no, foot seven. That's what I was going to say. No, he's not a center. He's a power forward, and he is all of the word power. Yeah, that dude is, is a chunky a... little meatball. Isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah, man. <laughs> chunky Yes, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. Chet Holmgren, he's he's got some work to do. He's got some work to do. That's all right. Hey, my boy had six blocks in his first summer league game last week. Ah, yesterday. So, yeah, break a record. Oh, like his confidence. I actually have it. I think he's um, for what he is. Big time. Big time. What? What? It was draft night or something. Someone, one of the reporters, asked him and said, "Oh." Uh, who's the best player in the NBA? Uh, this is I loved it. I loved it so much. He came out and went, me in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I just went, I like it. I like the confidence, son. I don't agree, but I yeah. like the confidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he, so, yeah. Anyway, enough on him. I'm off him. Uh, but, but yeah, I yeah. think he's gonna be a talent. Um, I think he's. Very, very confident for a bloke who probably still got his V cards. Oh God, no! He would have, he would have tore things up at in college. When you, when you won the uh, best players in the in the country, man, he would have had, he would have had nice honey dripping off him everywhere. It would have been no, beating him with a stick. No, no. yeah, and that twig would have been his fucking arm. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, oh. I suppose we can transition from that to uh, well, another bit of sort of a smaller bloke, um, small little meatball, making his way in the world, and that's uh, that's my man Volk, Alexander oh. Volkanovsky. Yep. What a little meatball! It's a spicy I, meatball. I can't. I can't remember. He, he, I think he was. I think the graphic on the weekend said that he was five foot seven, and he used to play second row yeah. um, in rugby. And he 
it was I can't remember how heavy it was, but I think it was like a hundred ke- kegs. <laughs> so yeah. it would have been around me ball then, but this man, he's unstoppable at the moment. Um sort of completely dominated Max Holloway on the weekend at UFC 276. It was a bit of a um, statement, wasn't it? It was very much a statement. Um, and to be honest, I've watched his last three, four fights. And this is the thing that I love about Volk is that he's only getting better. Um, he's learning. And like on, and it was actually interesting. I can't remember if it was Joe Rogan or Daniel Cormier. But the comment was that Alexander Volkanovsky has either gotten quicker from their last fight or Max Holloway has gotten slower or both. And they all went both. Um, so it, this, this, this guy is absolutely killing it up um, in the featherweight division at the moment. I don't see anyone else in the featherweight division that can fight him. <laughs> Um, the only one <laughs> that I think that, well, the only, that's, that's the thing. This is what I love about him. He wants to be active. He wants to be fighting every, every few months. Um, he's going to have a few months off now because he broke his hand in the second round. But, um, yeah. you know, he, I think the only person that's left in the featherweight division for him, um, on, I'm just getting the rankings up now just to make sure that this is correct. But the only, I think the only one that he, he's really got around at the moment is um, Josh Emmett. Um, but I think, um, yeah, Josh Emmett's all right. But I think Volkanovski just destroys him anyway. Um, which, um, oh, actually, there is one that will be would be a very interesting fight that I'd love to see, which is against Bryce Mitchell. But he's eleventh in the division, and I don't think they would anytime soon put him up against um, Volkanovski. Um, but it raises an interesting thing with him because he, the, the, they've all said, where does he go from here? Um, he made a good call, I think, um, on the weekend where he said, I want to be a two-division champion. Um, and he said that light, well, lightweight belt is vacant. Let me fight, fight Charles Oliveira for that. Um, I don't think he wins it. I think Charles Oliveira would beat him, but um, it, it would make for a very interesting fight. And I think he does need to do something, whether it goes up or down. Probably yeah. up because it's hard to go down. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think he's in for an interesting time. Um, but he... Did everything right in that fight on the weekend. He looks so good. Um, and Even with one I love the fa- Yeah, I, and I love the fact that he's Australian too. So um, yeah. I follow him on Instagram. He's a funny little dude and I like it a lot. So, um, yeah. But there was another title fight. Um, it was the main event. A um, bit controversial. Um, Israel Adesanya fighting Jared Kennedy. Um, Izzy held on to the belt, which I was pretty happy with. I like Izzy a lot. Um, but it was a very, well, a lot of people come out and said it was a very luck, lackluster affair, which fair play it was. Um, but a lot of people have come out with a lot of hate for um, Izzy saying he's a champion. He should have been doing more. 
Um, and I sort of sat there and I went, no, he shouldn't. He fought the fight. He did. He won the fight. Um, yeah, but I think it was fairly convincing. Right. Yeah, he doesn't need to take a risk to win the belt. <laughs> um, yeah, so, right. um, and it, it was very interesting. I, I listened to Michael Bisping, um, who's, uh, I think he, yeah, he was middleweight. Um, great as well. And he, like, I like Michael. He, he's very, he's got some very good opinions. And that's exactly what he said. He goes, why, you know, yeah, Izzy probably could have forced, forced the pace a bit more and, and did a bit more, but he didn't need to. He's a champion. He's not going to do anything stupid to lose the belt. Um, and he said that it was a bit on Jared Cannonier as well, which I agree. Um, you know, going into the last round, he would, he would have known that he was down three to one or even four. Um, and you go, right, oh, well, I'm losing. I'm going to lose. So I either go out strong and throw some hands or, or I sit back and maybe rue not throwing hands. So, yeah. um, yeah, that was an interesting fight as well. All ups for Izzy. Um, oh, once again, I don't know who he fights as well, but um, I'll look forward to his next one again. Um, and then just quickly shout out to uh, Cowboy Donald Cerrone, who finally retired. Um, I think it was a good time for him to retire. Um, he probably should have retired a little after the McGregor fight, but um, it, it was, was say, fair Cowboy's enough. been around for a while. Yeah, so and it was good, um, you know, go out with Jim Miller. Jim Miller handled it really well. I actually liked it a lot, what Jim Miller did at the end of the fight. Um, Joe Rogan was in to say, congratulations, do the post-match fight. And he went, nah, sorry, Joe, not my time. Donald's got some stuff that he needs to do. Um, and went, it's all about him. Um, and, and threw it over yeah. to Donald, which was really, really classy. And Jim Miller's that type of bloke. He's, he's a bloke. You can see it when he, in his interviews and everything, he's a really good bloke. So um, props to Jim Miller for that. So, but yeah, so it was an interesting weekend in USC. Um, but yeah, there's just a couple of little things I wanted to talk about there. Yeah, right. Well, uh, look, uh, we might uh, start winding down after that, you know, getting the blood flowing for the UFC. Uh, yes. My best bet this weekend uh, comes in the form If you of... fucking put Port Adelaide in here, I'm going to drive down to Tokemore with a very heavy bat of some kind and beat the shit out of you. I'm not a violent person, but in this circumstance, I am. Fucking hell, you have, haven't you? Oh, Jesus. No, I didn't. Oh, thank didn't. Lord. Because they're playing my team. Good. Um, so I've got a four-leg four multi going. Uh, I've got the South Sydney Rabbitohs to beat the Newcastle Knights tomorrow night. Um, it is an origin-affected round, um, but the Rabbitohs still have quite a bit of talent playing. Latrell Mitchell's back. And uh, he was quite dominant last week and then ruled himself out of Oregon. Uh, the Knights are struggling. Um, and I just think South Sydney will be too strong for them. Uh, our boy Nick Kyrgios versus Rafael Nadal. Uh, I've gone over 3.5 sets. So 
Uh, it won't be a straight set victory for whoever wins. Uh, Parramatta Eels, uh, I've picked my own line here at minus four and a half against the West Tigers. And then I've gone the Brisbane Lions to beat the Bombers up at the Gabba. Um, so, not simple. Uh, returns juicy odds of $3.93, which is power played. So, jump on that uh, and let that bank roll grow, baby. Yeah, I haven't found mine as per normal. Um, yeah. Once again, Nothing's it fun. will will be another same gamer. Finally hit one last week. Um, after a couple of narrow misses yeah, um, and a few voids. So um, I am potentially eyeing off the Gold Coast-Richmond game, but it could also be the St Kilda-Fremantle game as well. So um, look out for something tomorrow night. I think there will be definitely something that might pop up. Yeah, beautiful. Like all of our bets go up on our socials. So if you don't listen, uh, if you don't follow us on Instagram, uh, jump on and give us a follow at Two Blokes and a Punt. Um, now, Dylan, would you like to hear my joke? Only if you want to hear mine afterwards. Okay, because I can I can potentially give you two, or I can just give you this nice quick one that'll make you giggle. And it's a little I want bit the controversial. Or I want this one's a little bit controversial. Even better. Okay. Why are Americans good at Rubik's Cubes? Good at Rubik's Cubes? No idea. Because they have a history of separating colours. <laughs> Oh, 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 I like it a lot. I like that one a lot. It's a bit, it's very controversial, but I like it a lot. That is, that one's going in. That one's coming out at work tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I like that one. Mine is, uh, uh, why do ants never get sick? Why? Because they have antibodies. <laughs> I don't mind that one. That's probably the best one you pulled out. Yeah, uh, shout out to uh, workmate Mr. Brown. He told me that one, and I went, I am stealing that bad boy. <laughs> yeah, that's all you do. You just steal people's jokes. Hey, that's flattery is the best. Sorry, imitation is the best form of flattery. That is right. That is right. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, well, we're going to wrap up. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, it's good to have Dylan back again this week um, yes, um, instead welcome, of just welcome. listening to my voice. So uh, thanks for jumping back in with us, Dylan. And to all of our listeners and all the punters out there, gamble responsibly and uh, enjoy your weekend. And if you're up in the flood affected areas, make sure you stay safe, please. Wear that life jacket. Alrighty, folks, take it easy and we'll talk to you next week. See you, everyone.